This is Stephen Adams. And this is Kevin Durant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> you Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go again. <laughs> so, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Ennis Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth... Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's to Dennis, and I'm Anna Scanter, and you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are part of DailyThunder.com, also Almighty Baller Radio. With me today, Jerry Ramsey. Jerry, how's it going? Oh, no, you're not kidding. Like, I'm really on. You're here. You're, this is, you're no, from, this is, this is pretty ridiculous. This is, I mean, you guys always pick on me and like, <laughs> you know, somebody from Arby's will call me or something. And, and you guys are, you, John Ham, you guys are all mean to me because you never let me on the pod because Fred Katz is a part of all this crap too. So, but we're really doing the podcast. We're doing it. We're doing it. How did all that even, how did, honestly, I'm not even sure how it all got started. <laughs> like, what was the birth of that? Um, so Fred Katz, right? We all know Fred Katz. Yeah. Uh, and then to, uh, he stays gamefully employed somehow. I don't know, but, uh, but that's, that's fine. Uh, I too, you know, I'm lucky to have a job. And we just kind of started talking back and forth. And John Hamm and I, uh, we do the, the, the Saturday franchise, uh, NBA insider show. Yep. And, uh, we, you know, we did it and everyone loves John Hamm. John Hamm's the pod, you know, the pod father. He's done everything. Yes. And so, uh, it kind of got out there and John started doing other podcasts. He did your, he does yours. Was it the weekly ham? Yes. The hot ham. The hot say. ham. Yeah. yeah. The hot ham stuff. Uh, does Fred's all the time. Does, you know, it just basically, you know, I heard him do something where he was like cooking. Uh, you know, it, it was uh, salad cap cooking with John Hamm, what? with Paula Dean. Yeah, no, it was it was ridiculous. So, but so anyway, so he's on everything, right? He is. And so I casually, I think, told Fred one time, you know, you don't have to always use John. And and you know, for your your listeners that haven't heard about me before, or whatever. One, what what are you doing? Second, uh, I'm just not that beat around the bush kind of guy. I, I just sort of you know say what i think and sometimes i don't think all the right things and but i still say them and fred just like yeah sure we'll have you on jerry like whenever and it just turned into a thing <laughs> and so every week i would ask him on twitter he'd be like do you have any questions for our podcast I'm like yes am i on this week yeah <laughs> and the answer was no, no. and it got and then it, and then it got to you and i started asking you am i on this week and you too would go, no, no, not this week. <laughs> just turned into a thing. <laughs> and it's just every single person who did a podcast was like, yeah, no, you're not on. No. <laughs> well, the floodgates are open, Jerry. That's fantastic. That, and, and one more complaint. I mean, if you don't mind, because it's taking forever hey, to get on this one. Hey, this is this is your time to be miffed and peeved. Come on. I think you know that the Thunder, um, it, it's it, the, the access isn't exactly the easiest in the NBA, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, of course. You, you, that's that's fair to say, right? Yeah, sure. So all I know is that Fred Katz has had Josh Eustis on multiple times, and I've only been on once. This is true. Like, the, like the, you know, the Thunder who don't let you talk to anyone. He has Eustis on a number of times. <laughs> I think maybe after you reach a certain minutes threshold, they will then stop allowing access <laughs> to players. Josh hasn't so, quite hit that. So Fred's using all his minutes, kind of like a uh, burner phone. That's, That's right. right. Actually, I think Josh Eustace has spent more minutes on Fred's pod than he has on an NBA court. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I totally agree with that. <laughs> I'd like to thank Chicken Express for sponsoring today's show. Right now, you go to Chicken Express, you get yourself a large combo meal. And you can replace your drink with one of their smoothies for free. They have strawberry, peach, mango, and strawberry banana. They're all very good. The peach is my favorite. My son loves the peach as well. Uh, it's a great compliment to a uh, chicken strips combo. So go get yourself uh, some really good chicken. Their fish is fantastic. They've got a lot of great sides. And also their sweet tea is just to die for. So go check out Chicken Express today. They have locations in Tulsa, Oklahoma City, Norman, Edmond, down in Dallas. They are everywhere. So go check out Chicken Express this week for lunch or dinner.
uh today we are gonna do there's nothing to talk about i mean we could talk about the the fishing trip we can talk about whatever but we're gonna do a redraft of the 2013 draft there's a lot of like thunder players like former thunder players and there's current thunder players uh in this draft uh and it's a horrible horrible lottery i mean the lottery is just atrocious and so we're gonna do a redraft uh jerry's gonna get the first pick and then i'll do second and then it'll just go uh we'll just uh, rotate there and we're going to redraft this thing and we're going to talk about each guy as we go through it so jerry with the number one pick in the 2013 nba draft you select I mean, obviously i was looking really hard at anthony bennett but uh <laughs> he was he was really drafted number one and i just like really it's just unbelievable it's unbelievable I, uh, you know, and everything he did at UNLV, I mean, you know, they'll talk about it for days in UNLV. Uh, but I, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. You have to. He's so good, uh, man. He is. Uh, he's the future now. I mean, that, I, yeah. I guess that's the best way to put it. He, everybody expects him and, uh, and Milwaukee and maybe not Milwaukee to take that next step uh, and to start him. Uh, I think he is what people wish Anthony Davis was, mm-hmm. uh, just an all-around player. I mean, you, can, you can't go wrong. I mean, that guy is a cornerstone, can play, you know, four positions in, in this uh, centerless NBA that we have. Hell, he can play all five. Yeah, he's a monster. He's incredible. Yeah, it's not really even close um, in this draft. No, this, this not is, at all. It's an agreement, a disagreement that John Hamm and I have had over the years is that I always say, like, the Thunder would be a lot better if they were taking Giannis. They should have taken Giannis over uh, Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams? And he's, he's still a firm believer that Stephen Adams is the right guy. I think, he's, I think he has some stock in Stephen Adams, like, uh, you know, back, uh, out back where. I think that's, that's what's going on. He must. But I think it's going it's to be harder to argue this season. Because I think, I mean, he already broke out last season. And if he can, if he can learn to shoot threes, like, it's over. Like, this, he's one of the best five players in the NBA. I will say this, though. If uh, the Thunder draft him, right, mm-hmm. it stunts his growth. It stunts his growth, just like Reggie Jackson, just like James Harden, sure. just like, I mean, you know, Jeremy Lamb. I mean, think about all these guys. It stunts their growth. But whenever the positionless basketball comes around with the Warriors and you're like, oh, we've got this guy on our team and now we can play with you. <laughs> like, it kind of changes things a little bit. So Greek freak number one. Greek freak number one. Uh, number two, I'm going to take Rudy Gobert, who went 27th in this draft. He was actually drafted by Denver and then traded to Utah. And he is an absolute monster on defense and is not the worst offensive player in the world. He needs a good point guard to play with him. And I think he'll look pretty good with Rubio this year. Um, but I don't think there's a better defensive center in the NBA. They really didn't need a center. Utah didn't. They had one, didn't they? They had favors, and they they had a ton of big guys. I don't. I can, I'm trying to think when Al Jefferson when his contract came up. I think did they did they have Cantor in thirteen? Yeah, they had Cantor too. Yeah, they did so, not mean, need a big, but yeah, he was they didn't need a big. He was basically a flyer. I mean, they never thought he would be this. Well, he's um, French. He is. <laughs> is it okay to talk bad about the French on this podcast? I'm not sure. Sure. Everyone okay. <laughs> no, he's incredible. He's absolutely incredible. Do you have any right. you have any qualms with that pick? No, at all. Actually, I had him at number two also. So good, okay. good job. Oh, thank, uh, you. thank you. One, two. We're uh, we're solid here. Uh, number three, I'm going to go CJ McCollum. Oh, that's me too. Dude, CJ's good. He's so go. fun. And actually, I is he better than Dame Lillard? I don't know. Dame Lillard has a lot of flash and has had the opportunity to hit some pretty, you know, pretty spectacular game-winning shots uh, and has played hell of a game against the Thunder. But C.J. McCollum is right there with him. And, uh, you know, you think about how they didn't fall in just to the depths of, uh, of terribleness mm-hmm. in the Western Conference. And he's part of the reason. Uh, the scoring that they lost, he he picked up and did pretty well. Uh, not to mention, great, great follow on Twitter. He is. He's obviously going to work for espn or whoever he wants to work for when he's done like he's he's going to be incredible first um, of all he's never he's never going to work for espn because those guys aren't hiring uh, <laughs> that's true that's true they're, they're losing so much money left and right oh, it's like bad. they're gonna have I, i'll tell you what though 
when they showed the Ocho the other day, right? That yeah. was like some of the best programming they've done in years. <laughs> it was. They should just make it like that year round. I think people. It was like that. like that when I was younger. That when I was <laughs> in the eighties. Remember, I was in the stuff uh, in the eighties. I was there, and that's what ESPN was. There. Like everybody th- thinks it's classic NBA, and like they showed great. No, they showed billiards. <laughs> Like they said, billiards till five o'clock, and then you got this really crappy produced sports center show that you couldn't get enough of. Yeah, and then it's back to uh, you know dogs jumping for distance. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Sports center did used to be like an event. It's something that I used to watch all the time, and now I could I can really do without it. Well, everything's so specialized. Yeah, like you want you know NBA TV came along, and if you need baseball, you can watch MLB. You know, network for an hour. Like you know, you watch a hockey. You watch a hockey network for an hour. Yeah, that's kind of insane. That is insane. <laughs> uh, number four, I'm taking our guy Stephen Adams. Oh, I did not have him at four. Spoiler he, alert. He's he's hasn't. I don't feel like he has shown the kind of player that he can be. And, may, and maybe that is a part of him, is that he just isn't ever going to maybe have like the confidence necessary to show like the kind of awesome offensive game that he has, just because he's so worried about you know staying out of the way and not making any mistakes. Uh, but I feel like he has a lot of untapped talent, and maybe he shows that some this year with more space on the floor. Uh, but I just I just think that his defensive ability coupled with the fact that he's not just a zero on offense he's he's a great center and he's one of the most mobile bigs in the league so you can play him even against smaller teams because he's so mobile so that's that's why i would take him well this year he starts to make his money uh and and i think everybody i talked to you know you know on the franchise you get all these former football players that have been hit in the head many times (laughs) who talked about him not earning his contract sure and his contract didn't start till this year Mm-hmm. That you know, hundred that the hundred million dollar contract didn't start till this year, right? So, plus, like you said, the spacing on the floor, uh, defensively, I'll be quite honest with you, I'd love to guy to block a, a couple more shots. Sure, just, just you know, just get you, and I'm not asking to go from you know one point seven to two point seven. I mean, let's get it up to the two point area. I mean, let's let's make him a legitimate rim protector because, to be honest, there's a handful in the NBA of actual rim protectors. Um, one being Kevin Durant. Sure. You know? So, I mean, I just want the guy to, to protect the rim a little bit. The, the floor will open up for him for those glorious alley-oops that he gets from uh, Russell Westbrook. So I think he'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. He'll uh, be fine. But I wouldn't take him a four. <laughs> Who's your guy then? Who's your guy? Uh, at five, because you took Adams at four. I had Adams at five. I'm taking Dennis Schroeder. Oh wow! Oh man, he is—he's way down on my list. Oh, are you kidding me? This guy, <laughs> this guy is the equivalent to peeing on a, an electric fence. Uh, it is just ener- just pure energy. Uh, he has energy. He has swag. Uh, he can really, really control a team. I mean, come on—he basically ran Jeff Teague out of town, and Jeff Teague was an all-star. He did. He did. And but just, go ahead. I just don't think he's that good. <laughs> A solid analysis, Andrew. I really appreciate that. Glad you put your homework into this. Uh, No, but what I really do love, I love the chip on the shoulder. I love the swag. And the guy can absolutely dominate and dominate in crunch time. And that that goes a long way. And whenever you start going down this list of guys that play in the last five minutes of a ball game, it gets really thin. And so that's why he's higher on my list than – and eventually we'll find out where, where you had Dennis, but now I'm a huge fan. Not to mention he has that little part in his hair. Are you kidding me? If <laughs> I had hair, I would put, I'd bleach that one little strip. <laughs> I would love that. He is very fun. And he would be on like a championship team. If he was like your sixth man, like your, Reg, yeah. like your Reggie Jackson, like back in the yeah. day, like he would be perfect for that. Cause he's a great change of pace kind of guy. But you can pile on the minutes on the guy. I mean, he's he's nonstop. So, have I sold you on him yet? Or you still think he sucks? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm I'm just <laughs> not a huge fan. I'm not. I just worry about his defensive impact. I just don't know. I just don't know that it's that high. He does have a positive vorp, which is it's. He's got a point eight vorp. I don't know. I don't love him. I don't. Does love he really him. just do that to me? Like I don't work with Don Ham enough 
Did you put your glasses up whenever you said it, too? I did. Oh, my. Your taped glasses. <laughs> How do I work in sports radio and get so many nerds? I don't get it. Not Thank you for letting me on the show, by the way. Yeah. But... <laughs> I don't get it. Sorry, man. I'm, this, okay. this is a homegrown. Yes, this is a homegrown show. It's <laughs> a, a very nerdy homegrown show here. <laughs> I know. I probably alienated like half the, half the listening audience. Yeah. Jerry's a jerk. <laughs> uh, six. I'm going Otto Porter. Ah, okay. there's there's just no good wings. Like Otto Porter, he's fine. Like he's not like an elite wing by any stretch. Does he deserve the contract he got? No. He's not even close to a max player. But a guy that can shoot it and defend a little bit, like those guys, there's just not that many of them. And so that's why I would take him. I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a huge Detroit Piston fan. I don't know if you knew that or not. Uh, since the bad boys, I've always yes. liked him. And Otto Porter reminds me of uh, Tayshaun Prince, it's, except he's actually better offensively than Tayshaun was yeah. uh, early on with the Pistons. He's long, he's lengthy, uh, and can do a number of things that you ask him to do and fits in. And those guys are hard to find whenever you have such a talent like John Wall and just the way they're constructed with their bigs are big and mobile with Gortat. Uh, and then Nene, when he, when he was there, he was very, very mobile with uh, Wall. You got Beal, who stretches the floor out and everything in between the guy does and he does it defensively. So, yeah, he, I, I don't have him, I don't have him that low, but I don't have him up there where you have him. So. Yeah, I think it's mostly just because of scarcity. I'm with you. Like I think that Tayshawn Prince is a great comp, um, but I just think because there's just not wings. Like you just need to you need to yeah. get somebody in there. I mean, Jeff Green so, just keeps getting jobs because <laughs> they need wings. And then he, what he does defensively, and just you know the length that he does defensively, just it's, it's you can't. It's immeasurable. Yes. I don't know. Maybe you do have a measurement. I'm not sure. Hmm. Let me check my, uh, my measurement. No, I don't have anything. <laughs> I'm sure you'll come up with something now. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, where are we at? Seven? Yes, seven. Seven. I'm going KCP. KCP. And KCP, you have him over auto? Uh, yes, I did. Okay. I had him over auto uh, just because in this day and age of the, uh, you know, the versatile two uh, defensively, I mean, he does, he's, he's great. Uh, he dropped thirty on the on the uh, Thunder a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember that or not, but like yes. towards the end of the year, he dropped thirty on them. So he could, in a better offensive scheme, like I think for the Lakers, this guy's this guy's going to verge on being a star, you know, this year. In the, in the same way that you know stars come out of the Lakers, where they they sort of produce them, you know, where mm-hmm. it's the Lakers' best player, so he's a star. Um, kind of like Clarkson, Jordan Clarkson, a couple of years ago. Sure. He, but he's one of those fake shooters, though. <laughs> so you think he pretends? <laughs> yeah. Pretend? Well, everybody's just that? like he's a three and D player. It's like he's a career thirty three percent from three. It's not like this dude's shooting thirty seven percent. He gets I don't know. He gets the treatment like he is like a great shooter when he's just like an okay shooter. Well, I thought whenever the Pistons got Avery Bradley, I mean. <laughs> they almost got the same thing. Yeah. You know, so um, it all depends on what you're, you know, how, how big you are on Avery Bradley. I'm, I'm pretty big on the guy. And KCP right there the same way. Uh, he's going to defend your best your best guard, be it the, the point guard or the two guard. And he can, get, he can defend a three. And uh, he, I just, I liked him more than Porter and, and another guy that's probably going to come up here pretty quick. He's definitely a better defender than Porter. Um but it's just I don't know. I, I need to see more from him, and I think that he's gonna he's gonna have a chance, and he's in a really actually in a great spot with the Lakers um, to to do all the things they need him to, and he's got a good point guard next to him, or at least theoretically a good point guard next to him. So, and he's going to be a hell of a compliment to uh, Westbrook and Paul when they get down there. <laughs> I know. So I mean, you think about that. I'm sorry, Mike. Hello, is and, this thing on? And Boogie, right? <laughs> and Anthony Davis. Oh, so everybody's don't. going. Don't be silly. They can't sign all those guys. Hey, man, everybody wants to go to the Lakers, man. Sign for the minimum. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. Russ, Russ, Paul, and KCP. I'm in. I'm in. KCP's good. I, I'm i a fan. Uh, next, we're, we're at eight. Is that right? Eight. Okay. Ocho, the Ocho. Yep. Starts getting a little thin here, Jerry. Um, I'm going to go Cody Zeller. 
and oh, eight. Yikes! I got to turn pages for that one. <laughs> <laughs> he is a he's a solid all around player. He, he's a good defender. <laughs> he's an anchor. I mean, Char- look at Charlotte when he was yeah. on the court and when he was off. They fell off the map without Cody Zeller, which is a weird thing to say. Uh, but he's he's a solid offensive player. He can be an anchor to your defense. And he's still pretty mobile. Not as mobile as Adams, but um, he plays an important role. He can be an anchor. Uh, I agree to your fan base uh, because <laughs> you drafted him. Uh, second you, of all, you don't think he's selling tickets? Uh, just, I, so I'm going to go back to cut kind of something you said real quick. Whenever you look at Charlotte, whenever he's on the court and off the court, you know what I haven't done? I've never looked at Charlotte with him on and off the court. <laughs> I'm one of seven people that have done that. <laughs> and I, you know, and I, 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 I consider myself a pretty big NBA fan. Not, not only do I cover him, but I'm a pretty big fan. That Charlotte Hornets team is just oh, oh they're so bland and blah. It's the most unfun I mean, team ever. Like and they had Jeremy Lin and Kemba Walker. Like yeah. those are like I'm just trying to think of you know, Frank the Tank is a fun guy, but the <laughs> fact that you you said Cody Zeller and I frowned. Like I, I wish we could do this video. Like I did. My mouth just went, oh. They've got all they've got a ton of those guys. Like Nick Batum, yeah, Marvin Williams, uh, Dwight Howard, oh. uh. God, Nick Batum, right? <laughs> Michael Carter Williams. It's like, oh god, Nick Batum is Tab. He's like the soft drink Tab. Like <laughs> there's you know, there was Coke and Diet Coke and just like oh, there's this other thing. That's what Nick Batum is. He is. Like they put so much Portland put so much cash into him. Oh, it was man. hilarious. Yeah, that's one of the funniest things I can remember. That was cute. Okay, Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller. Okay, he's off the board, though. Okay, thanks for (laughs) telling me that one. Uh, Uh, Nine. Oh, my guy, the uh, African game MVP. You got to go with Victor Oladipo. Oh, my goodness. What are you doing? I don't know what I'm doing. I've made a a big mistake. I took the wrong guy from Indiana. Andrew, you took Cody Zeller over Victor Oladipo. I have erased him from my memory. This is your show. <laughs> this is my show. I have my list here, and I he is off, he's not on it. He's not on it anywhere. And that was he's a, just off off the chart. It's a big mistake. <laughs> Dang it! That's, well, that's, let me let me tell you about Victor Oladipo, Andrew. <laughs> hey, hold on. We're gonna we're gonna start the pot over. If you'll just. <laughs> I would have taken him above uh, probably Otto Porter. Okay. I did too. <laughs> Anyways, well, this has been a good podcast, Jerry. I literally <laughs> just Sam Prestied you. You did <laughs> Sam Presti me. That's, that's what like the the guys in Chicago, like they don't even know who's on their roster. What do you mean, Victor Oladipo? <laughs> this guy had Victor Oladipo? <laughs> What? Out of um, all the, like I said, all the accomplishments you can say about Victor Oladipo, which, by the way, I <laughs> hear me out here, and it's a, it, I don't know if this is a hot take, I don't know if it, whatever it is, but I'm telling you, I wasn't all the way sold when I found out that he was part of the trade to get Paul George here, because I thought it was a like uh, it was a mortgage. Like I'm older, okay. I have kids. I have a mortgage, uh, <laughs> and I and I just I thought the future investment of Oladipo for a one year obvious rental. Yeah. And I don't give a damn how many fishing holes he saw whenever he was flying in, or how impressed he was with all the yokels at the airport. <laughs> He's leaving. He's going. What? He's not going to resign. What What would it take, in your opinion? For him to stay. Oh, uh, for him to stay? Yeah. Uh, a, a This is honestly a victory over an underachieved Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference semifinals. That's what it would take. Because here would be the scenario. The scenario is the almighty Golden State Warriors obviously had a niche or a perk or something that happened in the season. And there was a way that they could be beat. Okay. Like there has to be. So are you a Batman guy? Are you a Batman movies guy? Yes. Okay, just the hole at the top of the prison or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I'm I'm not as nerdy, but I can make nerdy references. <laughs> <laughs> the hope, right? There has to be the hope at the top of that cave. Yeah. That they can beat Golden State because without that, my friend, 
seriously. He well, left Indi- Indiana. He came to Oklahoma City. This brother wants to go to a strip club where there's at least there's a stripper that makes six figures. Well, he's leaving, man. Well, he's, well no, I'm saying, but there's there's a women that are already established. That are, you know, they're the Steph Currys of stripping. Like he wants to go to those places. I don't doubt that. I really, I've heard some things, and I don't doubt it. <laughs> So, so this I, is why Victor Oladipo <laughs> was, was picked yes. number nine. Yes, I, I, actually, I wish I wish Oklahoma City could have kept up Victor Oladipo. I do. So, what do you think? Vic, you. What do you, what's his ceiling to you? What's Victor's ceiling to you? All star. Yeah, like well, yeah, like, I mean, what, like what's what will change about his game? Uh, what what will change about his game? Yeah, uh, going to the free throw line. I, I think that was taken away from him. Um, I give the I give the kid all the credit in the world for adjusting his game to Russell Westbrook's last year, mm-hmm. uh, which which like I said, which I think hindered him a little bit. He didn't get to the line as much. Um, he had an incredible percentage in the corners, which tells me he can shoot. So he'll be able. Like I think his three point percentage is going to get higher. I think he's going to be a better clutch player. I, I, I really wished throughout last year that Russ would give him an opportunity to take some of those. You know, shots with four minutes left or three minutes left, and it, it never, never happened. But I think those things, he's, he's going to develop into a team leader. He's going to develop in that guy who takes a shot. And I think he's going to get to the free throw line and, and hit that average up a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, if he gets to the line, like that will be enough to push him to an all star. And defensively, he doesn't have to, he didn't have to do anything. The guy was great. Yeah. No, he's a good. The guy was absolutely great. Yeah. He was just, I was just so disappointed with his playoff performance. He was just atrocious. Okay, so I mean, compared to what his other playoff performance? Is I mean, <laughs> I know it was just the bad. brother never got there. <laughs> I, I never I, got there. I hear you. It was the numbers are just. I mean, it was just so bad. That, so three years with Russell Westbrook consistently going to the playoffs. Whenever he's in his thirty fifth or forty fifth playoff game, you think he's going to be that bad? You see what I'm saying? I I I hear you. Yeah. I was just That's, I was just disappointed. I'm just trying to tell you. you I, and you can be. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay to be disappointed. It's what you do with it. That's that's the important part. Yeah. No, I was I mean, I was all aboard having Vic as a as a guy as Russ's running mate going forward and then trying to fill in the gaps other places and figure out how to build the team. I think that that yeah. makes sense, but I just don't know that that's going to get you anywhere but mediocre. Well, I'm glad we're going to be really good this year. And then we'll see what happens next year, right? Yeah, it makes yeah. It, it makes everything very interesting. It makes doing this very interesting. Yes, it does. Can I just guess your next one is going to be Mason Plumley or no? <laughs> well, the big white guy's got to go somewhere, Jerry. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. I was yes. I, that was unfair on my part. Ten. Uh, I've got Nerlens Noel. Yeah. Okay. He's a rim, he's a rim protector. He's a guy who hasn't been totally healthy in his career, but I think that he's a difference maker. Once he showed up in Dallas next to uh, Dirk Nowitzki, he, I thought he played his ass off. So yeah. I, can I say that on this? I don't know if this is yeah you know, a, a G. Is it G rated? Can I say that? It's P, PG. <laughs> you can say it one time. That's okay. <laughs> until, Done it. Until we're pushed it. over the edge. Cast um, it in. Yeah. No, I. I like Noel, and I think that I kind of like what I like Dallas's core. I mean, without like intentionally rebuilding, like they've got like a nice young core. Like they're going to be fine. Uh, no, they're going to stink until they get Nowitzki out the books, and then they'll finally try to do something again. That owner of theirs is just nuts. I have no idea if he's a genius <laughs> or if he's just an idiot. Like I, I battle with it all the time. I hate Shark Tank. Like. You hate he's, Shark Tank. Oh, he's so bad. He's specific, specifically is bad on Shark Tank. Yeah. And then, okay, so they got the, okay, so they got him, they got Fubu guy. Um, <laughs> and then it's a rich woman, which I really don't get. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then the bald dude, right? Yeah. And so the, the basis of the show is basically, I get this really great idea. Here's three idiots with money. I have an idea. You have money. Let's get together. You take 
all my freaking stuff and you throw me a sandwich. I know. That's it's, that's what kills me disgusting. sometimes. Yeah. That kills me sometimes cuz it's like, oh man, like what? Just just keep all your money. Just walk now. Like you've got your ad on ABC basically. Just walk. Yes. Just walk away. Don't hand anything over to that bald-headed guy. <laughs> don't let them do this to you. Like, I don't know who his name is. That's how successful he is. Uh, Kevin uh, something. There you go. See, you watch the show. And you oh, yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyways, like Dennis Smith, like if Dennis Smith can be like a franchise point guard, like they have fallen into this, you know, decent core with Noel and Dennis Smith. And, you know, Harrison Barnes is actually like pretty decent for them last year. So they're. They're 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 a bad Western Conference team, but like here in the next five years, they may not be the worst team in the West. So I thought I thought it really improved with uh, with Dallas. So yeah, yeah. Uh, what do we got? Eleven. So now we're outside the ten. Yes. Right. Eleven. Okay. Eleven. You ready for this? Controversial. Yes. I am taking Robert Covington. <gasps> Bobby Cove. I like that. Robert Covington. I love what this guy does, and he does it. And, and and an enemy and in fact, I can't even say it. And <laughs> we don't know who the brother is. I'm going to uh, let you try as many times as you as you want. And an intimate now. I'm just, <laughs> there's no, I get stuck like this, and I, I can't talk. That's why I have no business on live radio. Um, but in Philadelphia, nobody paid attention, and he worked his ass. Darn, I did it again. Yep, that's too. That's that's getting bleeped. Sorry, that's too much. He worked his <laughs> he worked his butt off. Um, you know, and, and every single night, you know, you'd go look at the box of, of what Covington did, and it's everything. He's shooting, he's rebounding, plays great defense for a Philadelphia team that didn't play great defense. Yep. And uh, I was just, I, I be, you know, I be, I began liking the guy, and as the season went on, I, he's just one of those guys that, if the Thunder ever, ever, ever got a chance to get the guy, I'm not saying he would start, but I should do, I should do like what he does. So he's great. I, yeah, especially in this nasty draft. Yes, this draft is so bad. This draft is it, it's it's probably one of the worst evaluated drafts ever. I mean, honestly, because like we haven't even I won't we won't even sniff Alex Len who like can't get a contract right now. And oh he, really? And he's I had I had him pretty high. <laughs> he's next pick. I I don't have him anywhere near that. I don't. I just don't think he's. I don't know that he's any good, but Robert Covington, he's good. The process trusters in Philly love him. They include him in like all their conversations about like their core. Robert Covington's right in that conversation. Did and, you have him this higher, Jim Lower? No, I. He was coming up because he's nice. Like he's a great defender. He can shoot it. Uh, he's he's a he's a fun player. He, the Thunder. I kind of was hoping that they would get him instead of Jeremy Grant. Um, when you heard about like a deal between the Sixers and the Thunder, it was like, oh, bring me Robert Covington because I think that he can help right now. Uh, and Jeremy Grant's still obviously a work in progress. Sure. But, um, okay. So was that, that was 11. Is that right? 11. Yes. All right. 12. Ugh. Now I get to pick between guys that aren't that good. Um, I'm going to go Andre Robertson, 12. Ugh. I did not have him that high. He is such a conundrum in so many ways because he is. Some people even say he's the best perimeter defender in the NBA, which I can say. You know what? I, it's hard to argue that he's not. Will he's, you put check marks by those people that say that? <laughs> like I'll let we, you, uh, yeah, let me know who those people are. I'll let you know. He's so good, though. Like defensively, he is such a difference maker. They're nowhere close to the tenth best defense last season without him. Uh, but they're also probably closer to the tenth best offense with him without off the him, court. Yeah. And so it's tough. And if they can spread the floor more and basically make him like the functional center or the punk, the functional power forward on offense. I just think that that would, will help a lot. Uh, but his defense, he's, he's irreplaceable. Like you just can't get another guy like him. Energetic Dre on a night that he actually has a reason to play. Um, whenever he has somebody that he's matched up with, uh, like a Harden mm-hmm. or, you know, somebody like that where it's, it's like, Oh, I'm, I got this. Like I'm on, uh, it just energizes his offense and he moves so much, you know, smoother in those games where he's just like cutting to the basket and, you know, getting putbacks and not shying away to the corner and stuff. 
like that guy is a top five player in this uh, in this draft. Sure, like that guy that moves the the you know against San Antonio a couple of years ago in the playoffs, like uh, you know against Golden State. Well, uh, every, 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 everything minus his free throw shooting against the Rockets, like that was him too. Until he had to go to the free throw line, that was him. Because it just got in his head. That's all it was. Too. Yes, it just it absolutely got in his head. And I, I wish he wasn't. You know, and this goes back to that Oladipo's performance in the playoffs too. I just wish he wasn't that young. You know, let him get over these experiences. And uh, you know, I want this guy five years in with the defensive mindset he does. And hopefully, he doesn't you know act like Serge Ibaka and just kind of you know call it in sometimes because mm-hmm. defensively he's he is he's a giant. He's really good, but offensively, oh, he can be he can be very bad. He can kill your team on that end. And I'm not just saying it like my Walmart greeter says it, you know, because you have those people that just kind of hear it secondhand of how bad he is and repeats what they say. Right. Like, you know, you sit and watch him and it's just there are nights where it's just like this guy does not belong on an NBA floor. Yes. And I'm and I'm not even joking about that. So sure. No, I it, it's true. And it, he's, he's so tough. But at this point, we're getting into players that probably can look that bad on nights as well. So. But, uh, yeah, we need to say some really entertaining stuff right now because it is getting nasty. <laughs> it's getting bad. It's getting, I, and I want to clear so up bad. something. Some people are like, hey, Andre just needs to get in the gym and shoot all day. Free throws <laughs> all day. It's like, dude, like, come on. Like, this guy. That's my Walmart greeter. That's what I'm talking about. That's yes. the, and it's like, he is he is working. And he's working with a shooting coach. And he's done that before. And I just say, it's you're right it's all up in his head that's what it is and is that maybe harder to get over than actually learning to shoot free throws it might be and so of course dwight Howard to this day hasn't fixed it right it was a shack deal is a dwight howard deal it's it's mostly like with all these big guys but if you remember andre robertson was a big guy in college um so but he's he can he can be better will his brain allow him to be i have no idea it's a great point. That was a great point. It's the best point you've made since Cody Zeller. Thank you. <laughs> I like Cody Zeller. Not as much as Victor Oladipo, but I like him. Uh, speaking of people that like people, I <laughs> like this next guy. What are we at? Uh, 12, 13? Where are we at? I think we're at 12. Okay. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Oh, man. Okay. There you go. Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, this guy's another spark plug. Obviously, you hate him because you hate the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, true. Cause, true. Because you didn't like Schroeder earlier. <laughs> so I know you're going to, if you hated Schroeder earlier, you're going to really hate Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the guy, given the opportunity this year with the Knicks, let's see what happens. But I, you know, I, I see the same thing that the Knicks, especially in this draft. Like, you know, let's let's also say in this draft, sure. I see the same things that the Knicks saw, the, a guy who can carry an offensive load uh, and, and just, you know, put the ball in the basket. And when it comes down to it in the NBA, if you're not going to win, you're not going to win big, then you need to score and you need to be entertaining. And that's what Tim Hardaway Jr. does for you. Yeah, he's a scorer. To me, he's like a six-man scorer type of guy because I don't know that he can defend well enough to really be a starter and he doesn't really do anything else that well. Um, but he can shoot it and he can score. Uh, but man, 17 million a year has a lot of money for oh, it's the New York Knicks. It is. It was the most Knicks thing of the summer. By far. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I, uh, I have a shirt that has, it says super team and it has Porzingis and Carmelo and, uh, Joaquin Noah and Derek Rose. Yes. And it's like you said, the most Knicks thing. So, I mean, just, you, you see what they do, and it's just like they're doing everything like wrong, and yet they still get to be on opening night, and they still get to be on Christmas. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's so awesome. Uh, 13, I'm going to take our guy Alex Sabrinas. Ooh, hold on. And next page. <laughs> and that's... It's mostly because of his boy-like charm that I'm going to take him at 13. There's Dwayne Deadman. Hold on. Still looking. Dwayne Deadman. There's. Okay. Oh, there he is. Okay. Sorry, I had him in the Spanish section. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Alex Abrinas. I think his poten- he's got a lot of potential. Uh, as He's like, 
a little bit similar to Tim Hardaway Jr. He's not like the as dynamic of a scorer, but the dude can fill it up. He can shoot the ball. He's a smart player. He's going to be able to do multiple things on the court. Uh, I, I think the Thunder are going to rely on him a lot this season. And those nights where Andre Robertson looks like a D-League player because his offense is just that bad, I think they're going to expect Abrams to come in and play and stretch the floor and uh, elevate them with his shooting. <sighs> okay. <I'll, laughs> You're not a fan? I'm not. Okay. Uh, uh, hear me out. You ready for this? This is a little bit of a stretch. You're going to have to use your imagination on okay, here. Okay. Here's where I talked about the entertaining part when it comes to these later <laughs> guys. I, you ever, like, okay, when you were dating, and I don't know your situation now, but you were dating. I'm married. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Eight years. <laughs> <laughs> when you were dating, uh, there was always that one girl that you went out with like every two weeks, maybe, you know, whatever, whenever she wasn't busy. It was an awesome date. You know, God, you, I wish I could date her more, but you just never could because there were just other things going on. Come to find out she's bat blank crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Sabrina shows up like every couple of weeks and you're like, oh my God, did you see that performance? Like, yes, that was so fantastic. And then it goes away for a couple of weeks. And then we're back. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is the guy that showed up a little while back. Yeah, did you see that dunk? That was insane. And not to mention, he hit four or five three-pointers, and then he goes away again. It's like, it just, I don't get it. I don't get enough of this guy. And I know Sam Presti. I remember when Sam Presti talked about, oh, you Oklahoma City is going to love Alex Abrinas. Like, it sounded yeah. like he was introducing the Joker. <laughs> Uh, I just yes in spots this guy is ABA entertaining he is yeah but but it brother you're gonna have to do it more than twice or three times a month okay to, so here, to, to have me there here's where I'm gonna ding you a little bit because I got you. I brought up Victor Oladipo's playoff performance and you're like I'll oh, give him a few years <laughs> you're talking about a rookie here <laughs> where, okay where was his spot though Andrew was he was he ninth. Was he ninth or tenth off the bench? Come on! Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a big fan. I'm okay. He shot, I'm not going to crush you for it. I'm not. It's your you know three it's down the dunk. Three. I'm so glad to be on. <laughs> uh, let's see. Four out of the uh, five, six, seven, eight. Four out of the seven months in the NBA season, he shot over forty percent from three. The other, the other couple months, he was 25% and 31%. Um, so he was he was good. Kind of goes with what I just said. He was good, Jerry. He's it good. kind of goes. I didn't say he wasn't good. <laughs> Where you been, man? Oh, man. Uh, uh, okay. Abrina's 13. Okay. Uh, this will be our last pick, and then we can talk about the guys that didn't make the cut. 14. Okay. Wow. This is, We're going out on this guy? Okay. <laughs> uh, you got to I mean, if we're going to talk about Alex Sabrinas with the potential, you got to go with the Kelly Olynyk game, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelly Olynyk, who uh, you know cashed in and went to Miami. He did. Uh, Vivas by La Miami, right? Yes. And that's the song. Yeah, he's by Will Smith. Uh, Jay and Silent Which, Bob go to Miami. <laughs> Which he is going. He's going to need some sort of sunscreen, like. PF two thousand. Yes, like it's going to be tough on this guy down there. There's a lot. Of, that's a lot of skin for the sun to, uh, <laughs> to shine its rays on. Uh, I'll be honest. I I was hoping that the Thunder would would draft him in the original two thousand thirteen. And you're not the only one. Even yeah. like after summer league, people are like, "Well, why didn't they take Kelly Olynyk? Because he was great in summer league." Back in the year of our Lord two thousand thirteen, I thought the guy had. He's he is a better he is a better shooter. Okay, he is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um what Steven Adams had Zach Randolph kicked out of a game, Olenek took uh Kevin Love out of a series. Yeah, he did. So <laughs> advantage his arm Ol- out of yes, advantage Olenek there. <laughs> <laughs> uh I mean hairstyles, it's a push. I know a lot of people want to give Steven Adams the edge on that one, but it Olenek hairstyles is a push. What he about, would just be—he'd be as beloved here in Oklahoma City as Stephen Adams. What about the what about the chin beard, man? What about the chin only beard? You see, you yeah, see, you always bring up some sort of like <laughs> odd stat or something. Um, 
<laughs> I can't do it. I just can't. I just, and then too, the, the reason why he got as high as he did, and he beat out some of these other guys that we'll talk about, is because of the game, the the playoff game against uh, yeah Cle- Cleveland. I mean, right? Yeah, no doubt. Like he was that was he was Larry legit. Larry Bird like you know, just classic. So he, he was incredible. He, yes, so and he he's he's a career thirty six percent three point shooter, a lot better uh, than our guy KCP from three he's like an actual shooter <laughs> not a fake shooter that's right um yeah i cannot I, wait I like to that. see him and Dion waiters oh man <laughs> they're gonna be, gonna be best be friends they're gonna be best yeah. friends um yes there uh so guys that didn't make the cut alan crab who's just like incredibly overpaid and can just shoot the ball and that's really about it uh shabazz muhammad solomon hill mason plumley uh gorgie jang uh, Michael Carter Williams, Ben McLemore, Alex Len, and Tony Snell didn't make the cut. So I think he's okay. I actually had Tony Snell above Andre Robertson. I can see why. I can see why. But you can keep hating over there, Jerry. <laughs> uh, Matthew Dellavedova also. Yeah, Delly, who's uh, maybe an, maybe an NBA player now, maybe after leaving LeBron. He has the flyest uh, shoe wear uh, of any Australian player. True. Like, you can fact check me on that if you True. want. Oh, man. I wish I could he show does. them to you via the podcast. Just put. A, I wish I could put it on your phone screen right now. He does. If, you, if you're listening to the podcast, you need to look up the Delhi Ones. Like, that, no lie. Uh, our friend uh, Travis, the sneaker reporter. Yeah. I actually had him research and send me some information on the Delhi Ones. Can you buy them? Uh, well, you, well, I can. Andrew, <laughs> because because <laughs> me and sneaker reporter are so tight. <laughs> I mean, I need to get these. Yeah, the deli ones. <laughs> I would love to have some. Uh, Michael Carter Williams, the rookie of the year that year. We didn't oh, talk my about him. Goodness, yeah, he's uh, he's just not a good NBA player. Like he's he can't shoot. He's not really a great playmaker. Uh, he just somehow looked really great on a team with nobody else. Uh, in Philly that year and kudos to Philly management for getting a first round pick for that dude which is just insane thinking about that I also had Troy Daniels and Isaiah Cannon uh, if I could yeah. just like keep them like they would be one pick yeah because they're the same player I know just these like <laughs> shooters off the bench that will be good for a bad team and make people believe that they can play on a good team and then they really can't yeah yes they could switch uniforms. I would not care. I also, on a same deal, would want Ryan Kelly and Jeff uh, Withy. So. Yeah, yeah. They 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 sometimes do some things and then also look really annoying. Yeah. So, those are some of the guys I enjoyed researching while we were doing this. <laughs> <laughs> well, and not to mention, every time Ryan Kelly plays, I just I only refer to him as R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only the only way I even talk about him. I said R. Kelly had eight points tonight. Uh, Taylor, who's on our Friday show, hates him. He it's his arch enemy is Ryan Kelly. <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> he is just you know what his his you know is nothing wrong with little buff and grind. He's <laughs> let's just drop. Let's anytime he gets mad, just give him the keys to the ignition. Right? That's true. <laughs> Like don't well, not that you guys will ever talk about Ryan Kelly again, but whatever. Oh, we will. We we, we talk about our all annoying teams quite a bit, and he is he's the captain of the all annoying team. Um, Jerry, thanks for coming on the show today. We can follow you on Twitter at TV's Jerry. Uh, you have anything to plug? Anything you want to say to? to the Do people? I have anything to plug? Are you kidding? <laughs> plug away, my man. I live for plugging stuff. <laughs> you can listen to me, Eric G, and Anthony Fogel every single day from 12 to 3 on uh, 107.7 The Franchise. Uh, but just don't listen to us. Listen to the entire 107.7 The Franchise. We're the uh, sports radio that you've been wanting and needing in Oklahoma City for years. So quit crying that there's no good sports radio. We're right here. Uh, John Ham and I do the NBA Insider Show. Uh, we're taking a little hiatus right now because I don't know if you've noticed, but there's no NBA. So <laughs> John and I only dust off uh, for the important months, if you will. Uh, we take a little hiatus uh, through football season. Uh, on the franchiseok.com, 
uh, our website, uh, Matt Ravis, who, uh, Andrew, you should also get a hold of this guy. This guy's, He's great. Uh, yeah, I like Matt. Incredible, incredible kid. Has a real nose for the NBA. Uh, he does an All 48 podcast that we started up on our podcast network. So you can catch that uh, on the Franchise OK. And I think he's uh, efforting it to SoundCloud and other stuff as we go. Uh, like you said, at TV's Jerry, um, all my tweets are my own. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, the best way, it's the best way to put it, right? That's yeah. the only way to put it, yes. <laughs> and uh, during football season, uh, every Friday night, I'm going to be doing my small school spotlight again where I go to a small town and uh, basically spend the day and see how the small towns celebrate high school football the way it should be done. Nice. Uh, and they close down, you know, they close down the stores and everybody shows up. And, uh, you know, the mayor is also the superintendent and the third grade teachers. So yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff is really cool. That's I'll awesome. be at Perry the first week. So. Nice. Very good. To, told you I had a ton of stuff. It's <laughs> great. Not to mention my cologne. I feel like... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Parks and Rec, what's Aziz Azari's character? Like, I feel like him. Like, rent a swag. You TV's rent a swag. Just you are. <laughs> get in touch with me and we'll do a rent a swag. How's that? <laughs> Perfect. Uh, thanks for coming on, Jerry. You can follow us on Twitter at Down to Dunk. We are going to have a trivia night here in a couple weeks, August 24th at Anthem Brewing. We're going to do Thunder Trivia. And then also any sort of weird Luke trivia that comes about. So get your team together. Come play. We're going to have some really cool prizes. And we're just going to hang out. It's going to be a fun night. So come on August 24th. We'll be there at 630. We'll probably stay there until around 9. So come hang out. Do some trivia. And uh, we will talk to you guys on Wednesday. (laughs) 